Welcome to the 158 Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the 158 Canadian lives lost in Afghanistan. Today's episode is brought to you by JRK Financial. Our guest today is one of our good buddies, Phil Howey. Enjoy the episode, and remember, if you like it, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Thanks again. Uh, we got Corporal Phil Howie with us, uh, served with the Rileys, and he is currently the president of the Green Knights uh, Motorcycle Club. National president of Canada. Sorry, it's okay. holy Lord Fox. I, I don't want to stay on my ass. So we got Phil with us again. He's a reservist, or was a reservist, uh, and we were just discussing how Phil got into the reserves. I uh, did a co-op through yeah. high school. Uh, and that was 98. 98, yeah. So and 90. wait, let's add something in there, too, because there's different types of doing reserve tours. You you did, or not reserve contracts, you did a, a couple tours also. Oh, yeah, I did a couple of tours. I did all the contracts all the time. I did so many contracts sometimes that they are like, okay, well, you're here for the whole month. You got to go home now. What is, yeah. So let, for people who don't know, what is a contract? Uh, it's basically just... Um, a time spent with the military that you have, like a class B or a class what are, C. What are a class B and a class C? Uh, I think a class B would be just uh, for the month. Class C is more of um, a longer duration. Like say so you're going this, on a course. Is this like, uh, yeah, a course or yeah. like a posting, like an assignment? Yeah, yeah so tasking. If, if yeah. a battalion needs help somewhere, then yeah. you can go do that for that specific duration. Yeah. And then it becomes like a full-time task, right? Yeah. But when yeah. you go to Afghanistan, what are you signing for that? Uh, is it an A class? No, wait. I can't even. It's a C class, yeah. Let's get D. <laughs> there you go. I haven't done all this stuff in a long time. So it's like, yeah, it's most of the stuff, when you guys bring it up, it's just like, oh, yeah. There's no push ups yeah, or wrong yeah, answers. Yeah, so. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like, it's like, shit. Well, that's part of this, too, right? Is a lot of the guys. Just a memories, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I just, uh, I kind of just stop thinking about it and you know just went to the next chapter kind of thing you know get the kids and all that stuff not that i want to forget it because i hate it or anything it's just like you know i got other stuff going on and then you just kind of forget you know so during that time you just got out a few years ago did you not uh yeah supplement reserve so i think uh, i still have a year left until i'm fully completely out so like but i'm still i'm not parading i'm not doing nothing so that's got a like big beard 20 22 years yeah. is what you're uh, looking at well, yeah, I guess so. I never thought about that. Well, I like <laughs> got out 18 years, and then I guess, yeah, with the supplement reserve would have been 22, yeah. How does supplemental reserve work? Uh, it's, it's basically they just hold your files. Um, if you feel like coming back, they'll, uh, they'll keep it, and you don't have to start all over again, start in basic. So, like, I have all my, uh, my 404s, all my courses, and my rank, right? You keep all that stuff if you want to come back in. I did see recently through social media that they're saying anyone in the last five years that released yeah. um, honorably, I'm guessing not medical as well, yeah. uh, can come back. So yeah. I'm guessing it's kind of like that as well. Though. Yeah, you, yeah, you can still come back. So how does that work for 22 years of going as a reservist? You're going some periods full time, some periods not. It's a good experience. It's just like, oh, it's more of an adventure, right? You get to do stuff. You get to do more things. You're out of your uh, your natural habitat or your home, right? You just you get to travel, see new people, you know, all that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine my personal experience. So you got in because 
there was a co-op opportunity. That's kind of the foot in the door yeah. for you. Yeah. Me, it was like I was just a piece of shit teenager. Try, yeah, <laughs> trying to turn yourself around. Exactly. Kind of looking so I, for adventure. Yeah. Uh, trying to escape the adventure. It was like looking for a healthy adventure, I guess, would be yeah. another way of putting it. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine trying to go down that path of feeling um, – it's almost corny and cliche to like want to wear your uniform when you're in the reg force. I don't know if it's like that with the reserves or not, but I, and then like staying in this area, I probably would have stayed in trouble or. Yeah. Uh, I, and who knows what my life would have been like if I never joined the military, right? Like, so who knows where, did, where I'd be or what I'd be doing. How did it go for you going from doing a co-op to deciding that you're going to keep on sticking it out? Uh, I just enjoyed it. Like it was new and fresh. And like I said, it's, with the troops like all your friends right it's just like the brotherhood kind of thing as well and uh awesome courses and like taskings so it was just like go 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 all the time it kept me busy right here, here's what i gotta ask because this is what goes through my mind when all of you guys are on here because i mean i get out of a battle school and we're going to to germany but it's cold war different you're in there and all of a sudden this opportunity comes up to go to afghanistan how, do, how does that happen like that's that's a different yeah. I'd like to even back it up to you, okay, like yeah. 9-11, because you were in 98, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. what was the atmosphere? Yeah, uh, wow, that was a good one. Um, so I was sleeping. My buddy calls me, and he's like, hey, man, uh, the building just uh, got blown up by a plane. I'm like, yeah, okay, bud, whatever. Okay, I'm going back to sleep now. I didn't think anything of it. Oh, hey, man, another plane. You call again. I'm like, what's going on? So I'm looking at the news. I'm like, oh, crap, here we go, right? And I got my mom calling me, my uh, ex-girlfriend at the time, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. No idea. <laughs> and then uh, we got down to the armories, and, you know, everybody's kind of freaking out, and we're just, like, waiting. That's what, all it was. Yeah, was there a procedure? Yeah, like, yeah. I know we're, in, we're waiting for a call to yeah. for anything to happen, right? So in the, at the reg force, we have what's, like, an alert locker, which is, like, a standby locker with all your kit ready to yeah, go that's for those doing. situations. Same that's thing. You were sitting on, on the parade square, all your kit. Yeah. yeah. Sitting on your ruck, seeing what's happening. So yep. how long did that last for? Uh, not too long. I, I think it was maybe like a, a couple of days or so. I can't remember. Were you actually. at the armories that whole time? Um, no. Were you like a five-hour? Yeah, we. Yeah, it something? was just like um, at first it was like okay, we're gonna we're gonna call you guys in when we need you. Then they called us. We went down, and then uh, nothing happened. And then we all just went home. And that was it. Because I, I remember hearing stories about guys, same thing in Red Horse, like two RCRs, sitting on the rocks thinking that they're going to Iraq. Yeah. And like being told they're same thing with you. Where I, I, we had no idea. We're like, are, are we going or like what's going on? Yeah. We're always asking questions, right? We're like, hey, uh, are we just sitting here or, you know? Yeah. It's, but no, that nobody knew, right? And being that at was the, the bottom problem. of the totem pole, you don't yeah. really know. And then rumors yeah. start. Was it Private Howie, hey, yeah. uh, what, what are we doing? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dig a trench. Yeah. yeah. Hurry up and wait. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, fill it back in. Yeah. So then what, what was the atmosphere before that happened compared to after? Was there anything within the reserves that kind of changed the mentality, kind of that atmosphere? Uh, no, I just kept moving forward, man. I just, I, I loved being in the military anyway, so it didn't really... What about like the actual, the big green machine itself? Did things change pr from pre-9-11 to post-9-11 in Canada, do you think? Mm. The operational, like training, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, most of it was, uh, most of it was still the same. Like we yeah. would still train the same. Yeah. Cold right? War, right? Yeah. That's just like dig a trench, like you were saying before, dig a trench, yeah. uh, do section attacks, whatever. Right. Just an, a normal reserve kind of thing. Prod for mines. Yeah. Pro oh, that was the best. Yeah. Get on all fours and just go. Have at her. Get, get some chalk. You've done that. Eh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, right? So the Argyles and the Rileys share the yeah, James Street Armory, right? Yeah. Which uh, unit ended up getting deployed to Afghanistan first? Uh, I think I think it was both of us. Together? Yeah. Well, that's different. Yeah. How, how, like, were you a part we, of that? Yeah. Uh, well, for, for 06, um, we had Argyles and Rileys. So you were, we spoke on this before too, I think, that Dave, on the last one, you were talking about how they went and he didn't end up going with them, I don't think, right? That's, I guess, right. yeah. So I was in 2008 and then there were guys that deployed. I know that there were people who deployed in 2005 as well. So and I yeah. Think, well, yeah, that, yeah, that was that was me, 2005, 2006. Yeah, and I think that was the first road to Afghanistan yeah. for these two units. And it was all in the paper and it was for uh, both units, all our faces. Well, you imagine were Phil Howie in know, the paper, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> like media yeah, I love it. It's the best. So this isn't like one or two guys going. This is... No, this is, uh, I think, a 10 to 12 um, at least from uh, my unit and the Argyles. So what was, the, what was the atmosphere leading up to that then? That's your first... Oh, it was nerve-wracking, man. Yeah, it was just like, get ready for it. Here we go, right? And um, But it was pre-training, so you do the, your six months pre-training, and uh, I thought it went pretty good. I mean, I, I obviously didn't know from experience, but on my second tour, totally different story. What so, was it, you know, 05, 06, you said? Yeah. Uh, what was pre-deployment training like then, going to Wainwright, Texas, all that stuff? Uh, no? We went, yeah, we went to uh, Texas, um... Uh, but it, most of it was Petawawa, but I mean, like it was, I was a m machine gunner at first, the C9. And then after that, they're like, oh, we need drivers. So then we're, we were attached with the, uh, the NSC. Um, and then I got driving. So I was doing uh, Nyala, um, G-Wagon, uh, Lav 3, all that stuff. So I'm guessing you ended up in G-Wagons over there? Uh, G-Wagons that weren't outside of the wire, yeah. Uh, yeah. Quote unquote, yeah, yeah. So what was the tasking that you ended up being attached so with? So I was deployment? with uh, the NSC uh, Force Protection. So we would go do tons of convoys. Uh, we were on call all the time, and uh, it was in and out of calf all the time. Yeah. Was there a Pizza Hut and Tim Hortons and everything then? Uh, yeah, I think Burger the King Subway got shut down. That was pretty gross trying to eat a sub there, and uh, it tasted like the crap. Robin Tug. Uh, yeah, that was there too. Yeah, that was there too. And nobody told me till after. I'm like, what happened? It was all the uh, Russians or something like that. And they're like, they're shut down. I'm like, what do you mean they're shut down? There's signs everywhere. No touching. No doing this. And oh, yeah. I thought they obeyed it, obeyed it or whatever, but no, it didn't happen. No. no that, that became a big thing, I think, on my tour too. I think guys were getting busted for that. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Don't know if it was Canadians, Americans. Uh, yeah, who Americans, knows, right? Yeah, could have yeah, been it. the Brits. Right? Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way to go. I was waiting for a massage coming back from yeah. the freaking... Got uh, lost on my way to the American yeah. PX. Oh, jeez. Uh, hands, uh, from, hands from heaven, eastern location. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, doing that, what was that tour? Seven months? Five months? It was over seven months. Yeah, we actually asked to stay longer. We wanted to stay longer. It's amazing. So, you know but, how many people... I've said that, too. I yeah. wanted to stay. Yeah. It felt like I was supposed to be there. And, and like, yeah. yeah. And, and then put some context on that tour, because that's not like... Yeah. All the tours. That's the first tour of its type happening yeah. at that time. Right? Yeah. Well, did you contact? Yeah. Did you didn't roll into Op Medusa, did you? Uh, yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, we were doing a, a convoy, and uh, fuck, there's shit happening. We and uh, we pulled over, and fucking um, fuck, there's even a, 
You got scared, went back to cab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, chucked my... Pulled uh, <laughs> over with loud booms. And <laughs> no, I was actually a lead convoy driver, and it fucking sucked. Oh, is that is that is that a mine? No, it's uh, yeah, let's uh, yeah, pucker and run over it. Oh, oh yeah, you know what I mean. It's the worst, but right? Fuck. I standing <laughs> air sentry. We used to joke, but it's not really a joke. It was like you stood like a pin just yeah. in case you got hit because you wanted to get shot out. Yeah, and hope that you yeah. yeah. So just for my air guys, we'd be in the uh, the track the M one one threes. And the, the back would open right up. Like you could, a couple guys could sit. Is that what the lab is like? Yeah, the back, there's the a back door, same the thing. Boat. comes down. And then uh, in the back, I don't know, while well, you were in labs for your first, or not uh, labs, G wagons yeah. for your first. Well, G, no, it was G wagons at first. Yeah. Because, you know, they were fine and then they weren't allowed out of the wire. And my mom's calling me going, hey, uh, I'm glad that's going on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just got back from a freaking convoy in a G-Wagon. But anyway. <laughs> uh, it's a long wire. Yeah, it was a big wire. And then we went to uh, the RG31. And then I was... Oh, the RG? Yeah. No, yeah. RG, yeah. A little air conditioning, at least. Uh, yeah, and because I'm uh, six foot three, and I got my helmet on, and I'm sitting over driving like this because the air conditioner is right above my head. So I'm like driving like this the whole time, right? So it's a pain in the ass, and you hit a bump, and you're like, "Fuck, man!" Yeah, it would have been good if you hit something bigger. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? Honestly, man, I got lucky so many times. I don't know. I had a horseshoe up my ass for sure. So, I mean, what's it like IEDs and stuff? IEDs, uh, rockets. Oh yeah. Everything. Um, RPGs. Like. I had to go over my vehicle, the G-Wagon, that wasn't allowed outside the wire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and just uh, I just kept saying, calm, cool, collected, right? I'm the driver. Even though there's a section commander to IC beside me, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I got to do what I got to do, right? Like, it doesn't matter uh, what they say. I mean, obviously, I'm going to listen to them, right, for ad- advice and everything. But I just I mean, fucking in the ignore end, it. <laughs> yeah, in, in the end, like, I'm, I'm fucking, I got the steering wheel and the gas and the fucking brake, right? So. Yep. But I kept I kept my uh, my head up and uh, fucking went through, and uh, but the closest call, man, I'll never forget. Uh, we're coming in, and there was uh, the left turn. I can't remember the spot that we went into, um, but one of the guys had to do had to go into one of the bases. So we went in, and not even five minutes later, another convoy came, turned right, and boom, that was supposed to be us. That was supposed to be our convoy. And then we had to help them fucking, you know, get all the guys in. Uh, they had a helicopter lift go, and fuck, it was nuts, man. It was like one of the... One of the biggest things that I've learned through my experience, personal experience, was I used to do the same thing and say the same thing it should have been. Yeah. Uh, where it's like it could have been. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of guys go through that, too, where it's like it, it should have been me. Or like, yeah, there's things happen so quick and they're yeah. so it's like a flash you can't prepare for it like as well as well as we prepare to go over there when yeah. shit gets real you're, if there's no prep like you can't you're you're prepared for after the fact after exactly. math, right okay yeah. bang something happens what are you gonna do exactly okay. all around the fence go so right. like instead of like holding on to that should have yeah i've been like big on could have yeah even though i still struggle with my own shit but yeah, yeah. that's a good way to look at it though. yeah yeah it's uh especially in those environments right mm-hmm. it's like like you can prepare for how you're going to react to something. You yeah. can never be prepared for it, when something you don't, happens. Yeah, you yeah. don't know. Like uh, especially you, there, you get those big guys. Yeah, big tough guy. Blah blah blah. And then where are you know they're hiding or they're something wrong in their head, and that's not not their fault. 
they've never experienced that before and you know what are you gonna do right fuck yeah so it's everybody's different everybody reacts what ended up happening with that vehicle flight or, or fight or flight right or freeze or freeze but, yeah. yeah fight fight freeze lots of guys end up just standing there and yeah. pissing and shit themselves yeah. I, and I'm I'm grateful that I wasn't like that. I'm glad that I like kept going or you know did what I had to do. Especially if you're driving too. If you yeah. had, had come under contact, yeah, yeah. If you just froze, it probably yeah. wouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. So what ended up happening with the vehicle that got hit? Um, they uh, well, you, they they tear it apart. Like it was left there, and then whatever pieces were left, they take it, like the Afghanis and shit, right? Well, was like, it a Canadian vehicle? Oh, yeah, it was Canadian, yeah. Oh, you mean, uh, like, actually, just the after actu- the bang? Like, with the actual vehicle that got hit, what was, like... Uh, well, I didn't actually go outside. I was in, right? When they brought the guys in, I think it was uh, four or five guys. Um, we helped them to the helicopter. That was it. We didn't actually go outside the gates. They already had guys out. They had a, they had it all surrounded and all yeah. that stuff, right? So I just, uh, yeah, I just helped out the best I could inside. So, uh, uh, did they all survive? Or? Uh, I I don't know. I don't I don't even know, man. I, I I can't even remember. Like I I know there is there is a blanket over one of them, and uh, the other guys were like fucked up. And, yeah. And that's it. I don't know. It's one of the things that people don't realize is how many people get fucked up from IEDs and yeah. shit over there. Yeah. It's uh, like I remember on our tour, there's almost daily we get like three guys got hit. And then there was a couple of days we had like, I think it was like five or six people got hit. Yeah. I'm looking at Dave and he's like, <laughs> he's being like, super yeah. professional. Like, I'm not going to say anything, but he was on my tour. So. Hey, from the guy that wasn't over there, I can only imagine the psychology of that. Because you think about having to go out and patrol and you don't know if that's going to be you. Yeah. Well, I mean, even for like when you're driving, like when we first got up there, like even starting off in the tents and... Uh, rockets are coming in and everybody's like oh my god freaking out and you can tell like and then after the tour it's like what do you what are you under your cot for like what are you doing this is you know? we've this has come up before too yeah where it's like I, I said it on mine where it was like we are starting to run for bunkers and stuff yeah Brits are just like hacking darts laughing yeah like right that's what Canadians. I was doing at the end of my tour I yeah. was just like yeah yeah it's your first day right bud yeah, yeah. good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> but you're following procedure yeah exactly. yeah well that's what we were told yeah. We were told to, what was it? It was, uh, no matter what you're wearing, put on your uh, Kevlar, put on your helmet, and... Take your weapon and... And go underneath your cot. That, that was your procedure for a rocket attack. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, us, In it was cash. run to the... Fr- yeah, when or, I did my yes, transition, yes. it was run and to then the bunker. Run to the bunker. Yeah, if you're near a bunker, if you're not in bed, like, because usually it happened, like, three, night, stupid o'clock yeah. in the morning, right? Oh, dark 30, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so you're sleeping. Uh, but that was at first. That was before we got into our positions and um sent for uh uh freaking all our convoys and shit right so and then what else uh yeah when you're uh when you're out walk around calf it happens in the day yeah then you go in the bunkers for sure 100 percent. and then you realize at after you spend some time there that they aren't even making it close to those rockets aren't even well a couple, in couple came into the um into the fucking cafeteria oh really yeah and that was it that's all that happened in the, the american cafeterias that was it Dude, still oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah well i mean i went there I, I was eating there and fucking food was greasy as fuck but whatever <laughs> well, did anything change from like because we talked about how you were there when it, like Aunt Medusa yeah. kicked off I guess when you were already there right yeah uh, 
did the atmosphere change in theater when you were that kind of stuff? Like Aunt Medusa was a pretty big turning point, I think, in yeah. Afghanistan, right? It was. Um, uh, I was just, I was still doing, we we're still doing our own things. We're still doing. Uh, Phil uh, doesn't remember a fucking thing, yeah, apparently. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first day. That's, and that's the secret. Oh my god, you've been pushing hey. all this shit out of your mind for all these years. I know. Here I am. And like... I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, think. <laughs> yeah. I got my head I'm on my shoulders. I'm getting by. Yeah. Look, you guys are giving me all these flashbacks and shit. I'm gonna go like, home thanks and fucking, Anderson. I'm gonna fucking hit my head off the wall a few times. <laughs> all right. Keep so you, you end up getting done that tour. Yeah. You come back. Everything's. Buying a transition, no problems, or uh, how are things then? Uh, pretty good. You know what? I got a really supportive family, so like it's it's a hundred and ten percent different. You know what I mean? You got someone to go back to, uh, family wise, you know, and it's just like all the support you need that when you get back, right? So uh, it helped out. If you can get back to your family, you can get that, yeah. Right? That's true, right? <laughs> yeah. So hundred percent. So I mean, like I said, I, I got lucky. I got fucking. Here's what I wonder, because now you're coming back, and there's going to be guys that outrank you there that didn't see what you saw. Yeah. Have no clue about, like, okay, they've heard about other tours, but then, I mean, you're going to, like, the factor of 10 with that. Phil is the CFL, the corporal for life. He doesn't care. He's yeah. there just riding the wave. Well, you know, there. but they're going to tell you to do stuff, and you know, that's not going to work. Yeah. And the problem, like, I even asked, even on weekends, hey, can we get some labs out? Yeah. You yeah. know how the reserves yep. are? Like, no, we can't do that. I mean, why don't we do some convoys? Why don't we do some realistic stuff? No, no, we'd rather dig a hole. You guys, must have, had, <laughs> you guys must have had it okay, though, because Meaford is pretty close. Like, did, you, did yeah. you guys get to go up there and get a different experience then? Because, like, I would imagine that there's some places where reserve units don't have, like, an actual infantry base yeah. nearby. Yeah, yeah, we got it good for that. But I mean, I get what you mean though, because I remember the same thing getting back and being like, we're gonna go back to this Cold War tactics stuff man, now. When like, I got back, like, it was so, it was, it just fucking blew my mind. They're like, here's a cart full of chocolate bars and fucking potato chips. We need you to do CQ stuff and go walk around and fucking help out the troops and give them whatever, right? And I'm just like, what the fuck? I just got off a fucking major tour and I'm fucking pushed around a cart. Like, it just, it, it just blew my mind. I'm just like, okay, so are we doing training or am I fucking selling chocolate bars? You it was know a cushy mean? job for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess in that perspective, yeah. They're it does seem to... backwards, though. It's like they, they do that. It's almost like you're being coddled, right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well, we'll give them something. And it's like, I'm still like rip-roaring ready to go here. Yeah, like I want to teach. I want to I want to teach the you know our guys. Like, right? oh, my God, give me that knowledge. Yeah. Share it. Yeah, like, that's, and that's what I wanted to do. But like I said, I was trying to get out the labs do convoys uh i think we did it once down at star and it was like okay we all stopped and it was all slow motion and there was all around the fence and there was you know it was it was kind of it was wasn't a whole weekend yeah i wanted a whole week it was a tuesday night that's all and it was only a few hours and what's star uh, HMCS Star. Yeah, HMCS Star. It's, uh, it's the reserve unit down. Yeah, it's for uh, the listeners outside of Oh, yeah, 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 true, true. Uh, yeah, uh, all the, is it the medics too? Uh, yeah, the medics. Yeah. 3 2 or? Yeah. 2 3? 2 3 field 2 3. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say now? What is a typical day when you're in the reserves going in? I think I asked Dave this too. For the like regular force infantry guys, we pretty much come in. 
play cards. Oh yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. well, that I I lived the reg force life, right? I was telling you about that before. Like, I mean, that's when you guys weren't going away for the week, doing your uh, your your you know fucking shit, right? Uh, but yeah, I was there with the reg force, and you know we hang out in the cages yeah and stores you, you yeah stores and sweep some stuff and put some stuff away from previous exes or whatever yeah i'll and give then, a breakdown for right for us and then yeah. if you can give a breakdown for reserves okay. i think it would be good because like so a, a daily PT. routine would be yes yeah, come in for 7 30 you get your pt you're coming do formation take attendance yeah do your pt or go to jim horton's whatever <laughs> And so it's usually an hour run, 5K run or something. And then you come, uh, you get cut loose, come back for 10. Mm-hmm. And then you're cut loose at 1130 yep. for Coffee. lunch. And then come back at 1 and formation again. Make sure everyone's there being good boys and not skipping. <sighs> yeah, And then that. getting cut loose 233, depending on the day, unless... Usually it was yeah, four like, for me for I'm pre-training and whatever. Depends on whoever yeah. says, yeah, like, yeah. Well, oh, sweep on? the floors or something yeah, like yeah. that. But in between that period of time when we're actually there, you're literally sitting in stores doing sweet fuck all, yeah. uh, playing cards, shooting the shit, joking yeah. around. It's called track maintenance. No, we don't have that here again. Well, you couldn't we, call it wheel we, maintenance, we, well, I guess. No, well, we, every now and then I go grease the nipples on the lab or something. That's pretty much what we did. Yeah. What about the reserves? What's like a routine? Uh, like a Tuesday night, that would be our parade night. So you'd show up at like, what, 7? Uh, make sure you're all polished, good to go. You um, stand in formation on the parade square, wait for your name to be called. Uh, then it all depends on what their, their training is. Uh, there's lectures. In the classrooms, right? Learning about like whatever C seven or how to assemble, whatever it doesn't matter. Yeah. And uh, or we'll do we'll do some cool stuff too. We'll do uh, uh, fighting in built up areas. Like we'll have um, all the woods set up for like houses and shit. Like urban hot, like kill houses. Do, uh, yeah, yeah, and do clearings that's and stuff cool. like that. That's yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, that's stuff else? that I actually enjoy because that's like relevant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, recent and makes sense. Yeah. But then when you go and do But that's like, the thing, right? For, so for the reserves, we try and cram everything in because so, we don't have as much time as the reg force, yeah. obviously, right? And even for the weekends, too. Like, you know, you're trying to do section attacks. You're trying to fucking pitch a tent. You're trying to teach them, uh, especially new troops, all this other stuff because you've got everybody on different levels, right? Mm-hmm. So you're trying to do as much as possible on the weekend. Range you, work? Range, yeah, on the ranges and your fucking PWT3. What's for a weekend? Are you guys there like so Friday, Friday to Sunday or Friday, do you go yeah, home Friday to Sunday. So Friday, Friday night, just like a Tuesday night, parade night, it'd be like 7 o'clock or 7.30 or whatever. Roll call. Yeah, roll call and then um, make sure your shit's packed. Uh, go on the bus, say to Meaford or wherever and uh, do the exercise training or do the ranges, uh, whether it be the PWT3s or rocket range or whatever. Or sometimes we'll just do a multiple uh, weekend with sorry multiple like uh, weapons and uh, rockets and grenades and just fucking do the whole thing till Sunday and then end X is Sunday um, are you guys getting two. cock like in between that like just getting bell fed cock of, oh yeah, like, yeah well it all depends getting... it all depends like especially like section attacks of course you get yelled at fucking uh, what are they when, doing, like, when a... you're when you're first in, especially, right? you're private. You're, of course, you're getting caught. Well, the that's time. the thing that I don't know. I, like, but so, it's just I've been in for so long. It's just like everybody leaves me alone, right? They're just like, yeah, yeah. yeah we know. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Okay. Because right. it's different in the sense that you could have guys that are in there that just finished their basic, right? Yeah. All the way to guys that have just come back from tour. Yeah. So it's like, where does that separation of like, this is how I'm going to train you. And this is, this is like, you're being molded. Well, that's, much, right? well, that's why every year is the same. Same thing. You start off. Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's every year is the same. It just repeats itself, 
right? Really, eh? Yeah. So you'll you'll do this extra tax. I mean, we go we go away to the states and stuff like that too, right? For it's like the same taxes. in the rainforest too, I guess. Like yeah. we have all of our. You have to hate like do all of your testing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We do stuff. all the testing too. Yeah. For all your weapons. Yeah. Yeah. And it's every year. It's it, the same yeah. PC. Same shit. You guys do joint work too. I saw something. You were working with the Marines from uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, Fort Hood. Um, Fort. Fort Knox, everywhere. Like, yeah, we will we'll train with all the Americans too, and they'll, they'll come into Canada too, right? And train with. Do you have the any good stories training with the Americans? Uh, Anyone getting shot or anything? Uh, like that? No. Honestly, <laughs> the Americans. I've heard stories where it's like they'll go out, and the commanding officer will be like, "This is going to be a good one. We're only going to lose three guys this time." Well, in, like, in Fort Hood, when we were there, the shacks were like old, old as fuck. It was just like Elvis Presley was in there or something. Full metal jackets. Like, yeah, it was Civil bad. War. Yeah, but no, they were like more shacks. So that was more like a. Um, uh, barracks. Yeah. This is like a shack. Okay. Like in the middle, of like of their like, and that's oh, they're like oh, that's the Canadians. They can fucking sleep in there, or whatever, right? And it's like old wooden floors. Plumbing's not working. It was fucking pretty sketchy. So yeah, that was a for that. Yeah, it was fucked. <laughs> 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 yeah, train was alright. Was train was alright though. It was good. Yeah. Ranger burgers. I remember that fucking with the Rangers. We're gonna throw to a quick ad read here, guys. But stay tuned. There's more Phil's story to come. At JKR Financial, we are dedicated to the veteran community. As a PPCLI veteran, I understand the hurdles of asking for help. You can follow us on Facebook at JKR Financial Group, or if you need to contact us directly, Jurgen, J-U-R-G-E-N, at jkrfinancial.com. Enjoy the show. When was your second tour? Uh, 110, so 2009, 2010. I have a lot of friends that were on 110, it seems. Yeah. What was your, what were you attached with uh, then? Uh, 2CR? Uh, Do you know Will Worth? Will Worth, maybe. Uh, what about uh, Davies? I don't know Davies. Uh, Sergeant Davies, I think he is. Uh, I, I think he's a sergeant. We were attached to them. I was, uh... Jimmy, Jimmy's the one who passed away. He was the engineer. No? Anyway. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. Uh, sorry, um, but you're coming in. Sorry, that's you're coming into one of the RCR. No, he so. said two C. All right. Yeah, oh, the with the engineers. That's, the engineers. Okay. that's what. Yeah. That's why I asked if yeah. he knows these guys because yeah. they're they're the en- engineers with them yeah. on one ten. So. Yeah. Hey, not to steal your podcast, but speaking of engineers, there's a trade that changed from the Cold War to the uh, to the to the Afghan war. Yeah. They're yeah. a little different with a, a mine and an IED. Oh, and they got all the equipment too. Jeez. What did you do? Did you just, were you there for I security was, purposes? Yeah, security and, well, same thing with convoys too, right? We're, we're just attached to them. Whatever they needed, we're transportation basically. Okay. So did you do like cordons and stuff then or no? Uh, a couple, not, not too much actually. It was, uh, it wasn't the same as Roto 306, man. It was totally different fucking tour. It just, it, it wasn't, uh, as much action like i only i didn't like i did over fuck uh over at least 120 convoys my first one my second one i only did like 15 20 oh really convoys. yeah i was a two i see i was in uh, massengar oh really yeah i so, was at msg at, yeah. at one point too they yeah. uh did they still have the leopards there when you were there uh i think they stayed there yeah. right until closing yeah uh speaking of rockets being hit <laughs> i know that they're the washrooms at msg before us, I want to say in 07, got hit by an RPG and killed a Terp or something. No shit, eh? Yeah, yeah, fucking wild. Yeah. Well, I know not to go to the bathrooms at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, because uh, you'd be like my buddy there, who uh, decided to pass out in the shitter. Fucking, we had to carry him out. That was funny. Pass out? Yeah, it's so fucking hot. 
Oh, yeah. He was taking a shit in, like, 12 o'clock with the weather fucking yeah. hot as fuck, and he just passed out. I don't know. Uh, did, did they still have that little motorcycle built out of the ammo cans when you were there? Uh, no, I, I, I don't remember that. Oh, the maintenance people Fuck built it. it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> I, well, I remember the... I don't know. I was, we were walking, walking down to our vehicles, preparing to go, and uh, fuck, we had, uh, we had a rocket come in, and it was all said and done. Okay, we got up, everything. We took our stuff back off. You know, we're fucking fixing our vehicles, right? Just whatever. This fucking warrant comes up, and he's like, get your fucking shit back on. You know, it's a fucking rocket. And I was like, yeah, but it's done. Like, what do you want me to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> that like, guy was gone after. before yeah, that I rocket mean, even like, fired. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck, what, like, what do you want me to do? You want me to go chase him or what? I don't know. So what, what was your attachment then? Like, you were with 2CER, but yeah, but battle we were, group or? Uh, no, it was uh, with uh, transportation. That's, uh, that's oh, where really, I eh? So, yeah. So, like, pre-training. Doing recoveries and stuff or? Uh, no, just uh, supplies and, yeah, supplies and stuff like that. And uh, being attached to 2RCR, like, when we went for convoys. 2RCR? Or, sorry, uh, um, the engineers, right? CER. Yeah, okay. CER, sorry. Um, yeah, so like I said, I was, I was a 2IC, so I didn't get out that much. I just, I was in the fucking... Were you working out there? She, I remember that gym. Yeah, the outside gym was awesome. Yeah, and was we, nice. What about the hill? Going up and down, running up and down. Oh, yeah, high? I got pictures up there. And yeah. there's like the memorials and stuff up there. Yeah, with the rocks, yeah, the yeah, the rocks and, yeah, that was fucking awesome. That big Canadian flag out of rocks at MSG on the side of the yeah. hill is pretty badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah, we did all the patrols all the time around the wire and all that shit. I don't know if you Was the road that. still being built there, right outside? Uh, like with, like with the fucking, uh, like paving. sand, I don't no, know. still sand. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. You know how much money but was dumped into that? So the MSG, there? the first tour, it was all the sand, but in MSG, they had all the rocks. So it was covered in rocks. So it wasn't fucking poo dust everywhere. I don't mm-hmm. know if, you got, if they called that there too as well. No, we didn't no? call it poo dust. But it was. <laughs> Why did you call it poo because, dust? Because okay. it was like. It was, well, I'll it was, give you an example. So at a calf, we make jokes about how there was Pizza Hut and stuff because there actually was. Some people yeah. lived the Gucci life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's Pizza Hut there. Every now and then, when we had supplies patrols or anything, going pick up stuff, whatever from calf, we would be like, hey, bring us back some pizza and shit. Uh, the one time a pizza came back and the dust was blowing around in the back of the lab, I guess, and got a bunch of sand got onto the pizzas and shit. Everyone got gastro because the air yeah. quality is so shit there. Like, uh, the we they don't have sewers or anything, obviously, right? So their uh, shit the is fountain, running. The fountain of youth in calf. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, the big blop. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You, you just drive by and it's it just like I'm like, gonna throw up right now. Yeah. It's, like it's, it's a big, big, massive, a huge pond basically, yeah, and, and it's just fucking shit coming out of the ends of it. And, oh, it's gross. Yeah, it's fucking. It's, that's it's their right filtration the too. Yeah, oh, yeah. You God. just get a whiff of it every time you drive by or do your run. Or it's whatever. on the map too. Like yeah. they give you a map of calf. Calf is huge. You can um, Google that. It's there. yeah. You, maybe we. I'll try and find a picture to put up on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the poo pond. Yeah. Do you ever wonder, like, talking about the memorials and stuff that were at MSG? Do yeah. you ever think about the possibility of going back to Afghanistan? Like one day as a tourist or something. Like, you oh like, wow. Like, yeah. Okay, right? like yeah, like uh, Saving Private Ryan when he goes back and sees everything, kind of like that. 
I haven't watched that movie in so long. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. As long as there's no war happening. Fuck. Yeah. Bring the kids. Fuck. Do this you is think what, it would be cool? Yeah. This is what daddy did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Fuck. That'd be wild. What are we doing here? Let it go. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Disrupt everything. Move the mic over <laughs> despite bad habits. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to bring the kids and show them what I did. Like, especially when they're older. Like now they'd be like, yeah, cool, dad. Uh, but I think, you know, when they're older to bring them, like in another five, ten years. Fuck yeah. So when did, when did you get back in 2010? Uh, I think the beginning of the year for sure. Because then after that, I was looking for work. And uh, got hired to the steel company in Hamilton here. Tafasco? Tafasco, yeah. And now you just sit around with your sit feet around, up? Sit around, feet up, fucking hauling steel, bud. <laughs> How is... What do you do there? Uh, I drive a transporter. So they've got 32 wheels that lift all the decks uh, full of steel coils. And uh, they drive around to Fasco and uh, pick up and drop off at each location. There's a name for those trucks? C-Tex. C-Tex, okay. Yeah. How is the workplace when it comes to you being a reservist? supportive uh yeah yeah everywhere i went uh all supportive for sure 100 percent. yeah so you said that you were looking for work when you got back did you have work pre-deployment um i had some with the reserves but uh it wasn't working out too well um and my brother-in-law said hey why don't you work for the fasco get your license and go i'm like all right so that's what i did got my license and learned fucking double clutch and went means nothing to me. Yeah, I know. Speaking the, of clutches that I don't yeah. know anything about, motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah, let's get this All in. right. You're, you're a motorcycle guy. Yeah. And you're, as we mentioned, the president. National. National president. A candidate. Because they get all upset if you just say national president. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know, right? But it's all good. <laughs> I can't keep up with you, Phil. I'm sorry. I'm too fast, right? Uh, but all right, you don't look it. But what's yeah. the name? What's the oh. name? <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> hey, by the way, I do Joslin's, and uh, anytime you want to come, you know, we can... Uh... We can go rolling? Whoa. Yeah. Got yeah. called. You got called yeah, out. Yeah, I just got, got called out. out. You did, yeah. You're giving up a few LBs. I'm going to be hanging out with Jurgen, <laughs> learning some moves here, I think. You'll get, we'll you get you studying your game. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you're, with the Green Knights, yeah. how did you end up getting linked up with them? Actually, my brother was uh, searching for um, a club to join. And uh, he's in the reserves as well. He's an officer. He retired. Um, and he's like, what about the Green Knights? Uh, well, we've heard of the North Wall Riders, good group of guys. Uh, and then there was the Green Knights, and we looked it up, and we're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. What? You keep on covering your mouth over oh, the mic. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's my first time. It's my first time. So um, I talked to the, the president at the time, and he's like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. So we met up. We did it. And then for some reason, he's like, well, I just got my vest, right? I'm just, you know, all proud to be the president of uh, the Hampton chapter. And then he's like, well, I'm out of here. I'm, I quit. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, uh, you know, things are too busy. My job's too busy for me. I'm out. So I have to quit this whole thing. I just started. So he's like, well, we're going to put in for uh, the national president. Uh, if you want to do that, you know, we'll see you with the... Uh, seniority. I said, okay, cool. So nobody fucking did it. I ended up taking it over. And if I didn't, then I wouldn't have the Green Knights at all to do anything in Canada, right? It's all in the States and international over even in Japan. Can so you give some background on like some when they were started, how they were founded, what uh, was the basis? They of all that kind started, of stuff? I believe, uh, 10 years ago. 
and it was the um, the U.S. Air Force, and uh, they go through all their bases, and that's how they start all the Reg Force guys or um, reserve at well. a hotel somewhere, some five star. Yeah, no drinking <laughs> champagne. Yeah, uh, no Air Force. Yeah, fucking Air Force. Got it. <laughs> In their cafeterias with all the nice food. Yeah. No, uh, but, yeah, so they started there, and then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and uh, moved into Canada, and fucking, that was it. I started getting my guys involved from uh, the reserves and whoever. Like, we've got five chapters in Ontario right now, and uh, we're looking to, re- to recruiting after this COVID shit's over, and, uh, you know, just expand a little bit more, get some uh, leadership going and do a lot of charities all that good stuff you know yeah that's when people hear motorcycle club i think that most people would think one percenters right away no nope, i know north wall riders they do a lot of charity yeah. or fundraising i should say fundraising and charity, uh, yeah. is that kind of like what you're well right now because we're a small group we're just going to go to uh these events and help and uh donate Right and do all that stuff right now because we're we're too small. You keep your hand in front of your mouth like I that. You're not going anywhere. I can't stop it. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's the beard too. We're setting it. It's <laughs> gonna be a cage match. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I haven't been in a while. I'm rusty. I miss it. Just stirred up a bunch of shit, and now yeah. we're about to. He's gonna take it out on me. Uh, so you guys are gonna. Why wait? the name Green? Uh, well, because there's uh, the military is uh, the Green Knights. There's uh, the Blue Knights are the police, and the Red are the firefighters. So it's all the different sections that they have. Safe to say that it's more of a peer support mm-hmm. get yeah. together. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, to help uh, out all the um, veterans or uh, other guys that ride that are in the military or out of the milita- military uh, reserves, whatever. Doesn't matter as long as you got your bike license and you know you've served or are serving currently, veteran. You know, come out and uh, do some rides. It's all we want to do right now is. Uh, do some rides and support other groups and all that good stuff. I know that Phil uh, will go out of his way to go help a veteran if anyone's in need. Uh, yeah. He's come to my house before. when, So thank you, Phil, for that. Hey, man, and, no problem, buddy. But uh, he's he's a good guy. Uh, if you have a motorcycle and you're a veteran and you want to ride with a group, good group of people, uh, he is someone that you should definitely reach out to. And if you don't have a club in your area mm-hmm. and you're interested you can also apply to start a chapter can you not yes exactly so uh we're gonna try to start one in toronto we basically just need three or four guys that are committed i don't want just some joe blow you know what i mean i need somebody that uh, i can count on and that actually wants to do it you know like kind of like me you know i i don't i don't want those guys that go yeah yeah i'll be there and never show up i need you know i need a, a president vice president sergeant arms secretary treasurer and fucking good to go and you guys can recruit you guys can do whatever you need to do just you know follow procedure so preferably no infantry guys uh no no infantry <laughs> fuck those guys <laughs> all right yeah well uh anything else that you want to talk about with the green knights and stuff uh well if uh you want to uh if you're interested uh there's a website or there's a facebook green knights it's an open group and uh, just sign yourself up. Uh, tell me who you are and uh, what you're interested in doing, and uh, I'll hook you up. Awesome. What about MMA stuff, too? MMA? You wanna, yeah. Are you uh, 
You guys gonna put together some MMA stuff? Okay, so you're <laughs> like, in. You're let's in. not confuse. That's for mixed martial arts, not male on male action. <laughs> well, I have I a buddy that a buddy of mine a that. buddy of mine <laughs> threw that out once because you know he, you you had that sort of genre start up. All the guys with the tap out shirts and a yep. bit douchey. Yep. Sorry if that's part of our audience, but no, <laughs> throwing out your tap out shirt. So it was a joke, right? I do MMA, male on male action. You know, I kind of yeah. Well, there's there's there. still like we're yeah. at. We're at like 40, 40 minutes here, so there's still some time that I know. Like, you're big in MMA, and you guys know each other from MMA. Yeah, um, I'm mostly kickboxing, and I just started jujitsu, so he's the jujitsu guy. Well, you would say that it helps for veterans to get. Out oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see where you're going. That's, okay. that's where so I'm going to go. Okay. I think so right. we're talking, yeah, we're yeah. talking Green Knights a bit and yeah. peer support and stuff like that. Um, what, what would you guys say in regards to it keeps MMA? you in the moment? Yeah, it keeps you active. It keeps, like, same thing with, uh, you know, friends, right? You meet new people, you're learning a new skill, and you're working out. You don't even realize you're working out. Like, you sweat so much, like I am now. It's like when you're trying to play hockey. Yeah, it's humbling. Yeah, same thing. When you try to uh, play yeah. hockey? Yeah, when you, yeah. <laughs> when you try Jurgen to... just gave me a look like, yeah, when he tries no. MMA, too. So, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't cage fight. I'm going to get punched in the head. But from jujitsu, like, if, if I'm rolling with someone, doesn't matter as even if they're a white i mean you have to be really bad but i mean i've never had this happen you roll someone you have to pay attention you have to stay in the moment you're not thinking about that appointment you have in a week that's yeah. a good point right. yeah you right. are yeah. present right. you are yeah. present right there and there's only one other sport that i felt that in and that's surfing same thing if, if you're not paying attention you're gonna drown well if you're not paying attention when you're uh, in the cage you're gonna get fucking punched in the yeah. face right well that's so. when i think of mma and other people trying to say not trying to say when other people are recommending that veterans go use that as an outlet i'm instantly thinking of like the aggression side of things hitting the punching bag kicking the punching bag but it makes so much it's more sense under control in- come yeah, roll exactly. with me for 10 minutes yeah. yeah as hard as you want male on male action yeah. as hard as you yeah. want and, <laughs> oh, whoa and you're as hard as <laughs> no, i mean like as aggressive as you want like yeah. it's, you just learn it you're like yeah man it's even easier I, when like, i first started jiu-jitsu they're like uh, okay so this is what's gonna happen you're a big guy i know but uh i'm gonna flip you around and uh you know whoa yeah uh, I'm gonna flip you around and uh, fucking give you an arm bar or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I accept that. And boom, I was done. Like he really? flipped me over, cracked my neck four times. I'm like, okay, cool. Free chiropractor. Yeah, right. It was great. How, how do you even get started in this? Is what I want to know. Because like, with MMA, yeah, like yeah. signing up kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, like, like, what inspired you guys to get started? Not how do you do it? Like for the person listening, what? Why did you go? Why did I go? Sure, how do you get your yeah. foot in the door? Yeah. Uh, I, well, my uh, my brother's uh, best friends in high school with Jeff Joslin. So when I was a kid playing video games, my brother would be like, yeah, I'm going to Jeff Joslin. We're going to train. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Um, I don't know who that is at the time. But as I got older, he's like, yeah, let's go to Joslin's. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. UFC fighter? Yeah, the UFC fighter. Yeah. Fuck. And I had no idea who he was, unfortunately, because I was just too busy you know, playing video games. But now, obviously, I know who he is. And uh, he's basically my teacher, right? And... Uh, as soon as everything gets back going, I'm going to be going 100% jiu-jitsu and uh, kickboxing. It's really good mental health. It's, it's, yeah, it's mental health, and it keeps your mind off everything. And like I said, you're not working out. You're learning a skill. Yeah. And you can use that skill to defend yourself, not just to go fucking beat people up, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty legit club. And I got a little thing on how you can tell if you're at a legit club. Yeah. 
walk through a doorway and if no one says bow, you know you're at a pretty legit club. Mm-hmm. Like you'll never hear that in there. It's like yeah. the yeah. legit guys are the instructors. And, you know, like so it, it kind of, it, to relate it back to the military, it's like you can tell when someone's actually like been on tour and stuff compared to. Like, oh yeah, you'll yeah, smell you it. You can tell, yeah, yeah. You can totally tell uh, who's who in the zoo. I got a question then. What about doing something like a Jurgen teaching online for, for some vets and just choking you the fuck out for us? So we get, we get to learn a little bit and we get some entertainment along the way. And I'm not even joking. This is a serious thing. We should, we should explore this and put it out there and see if vets would be interested in we could do like a, a video, live video training session or something. Hey, you know what, too? When you go to a club, don't roll with the other vets because there's one at our club and I hope he listens to this because he's PPCLI. <laughs> it's my fucking hardest roll I ever have. You go, you know, Jesus Christ. You like, you know, you try to take it easy, but no, you know, it's grabbing you by the Adam's apple. Like. <laughs> and, and you're thinking, I like oh, the you're forearm right in the throat sometimes. Are watching, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They weren't. <laughs> Talking about Jay, right? <laughs> <laughs> Killer. Yeah. yeah, right on. That's fair. Yeah. We can wrap her up then. Yeah. Cool. Hey, thanks for coming out and, yeah. and, and thanks for having me guys. And, and sharing a lot. Like it's yeah. the more I'm doing this, I'm realizing like you, you need someone like a Matt here to, to really go deep into some of these episodes and you're going to ask the questions that I don't. And I think as you're listening to this out there, if you're, if this really touches you and you want to reach out and whether it's on our Facebook and connect, cause you've remembered something that Phil said and go, Oh shit, this also helping happened. It really, it, it helps that journey for all the vets. That, that were there or you know or yeah, I guess that's where I'm going that you're on that that tour and please like share this out and if you can leave a review on Apple that's great that really helps us on the rankings thanks again to our pal Phil for joining the show like Jurgen so kindly reminded us if you could rate review and subscribe to the podcast it's going to help us to do more episodes moving forward Another reminder to check out the Green Knights Riders Motorcycle Club, as well as JKR Financial. Thanks again. Until next time.